Hi, I'm Beck McFarland from Pop Your Business and Pop Your Career. In this podcast, I'll be speaking to entrepreneurs who have overcome adversity, made difficult decisions, challenged the status quo, and achieved amazing things in their businesses. Welcome to Brave in Business. Liam Caswell is the founder of High Performance Nursing, an all-inclusive online nurse career and leadership coaching service. Liam has an extensive international nursing background spanning across the UK, Australia and Fiji, working in areas such as medicine, ICU, nurse education, ALS teaching, university facilitation, nurse unit manager, and so much more. In 2020, Liam launched High Performance Nursing to help nurses sell their unique skill sets when applying for nursing roles from graduates through to dons. To date, Liam has empowered over 120 nurses to elevate their job applications, strategize their interview techniques, reduce their self-limiting career blocks, and become the best version of themselves. Liam also hosts the popular podcast, High Performance Nursing, where you can learn from global clinicians and explore how you can diversify your career and work on your inner self. Liam is extremely passionate about nurse empowerment, advocacy for the profession, and calling for systemic change within the culture of healthcare. A self-proclaimed multi-passionate clinician, Liam is well-versed to help you find your calling in your career and help you explore all the options that are available to you to allow you to show up as your best self. Hey Liam, welcome to Brave in Business Podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you, Beg. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. You are very, very welcome. So to start off, I would love for you to tell me a little bit about your business and how it is that you got to where you are today. Awesome. So my name is Liam and I'm a nurse by trade and I've been a nurse for over 10 years. And I recently, about a year and a half, two years ago, maybe back, uh, we started working together where I was at a crossroads and I wanted to start, well, I thought I wanted to career pivot, but I Started working with Beck and identified that I probably should just start a side hustle. Mm -hmm. So I started on that journey working with Beck to identify what it is that I could offer and realized that in the process that I was probably already doing my side hustle for free, which is career coaching for nurses. So coaching within the nursing realm isn't really that much of a thing. It's, It's highly beneficial, but it's not really made it yet to healthcare. So I wanted to jump on that bandwagon and start a nurse coaching and mentoring business where I help nurses resuscitate the CV. So um, for those non-healthcare people listening, it is where we revive it and bring it back to life <laughs> so that they can land you know, a promotion, a job, a, a pivot or a graduate program that they're, they're looking to apply for. And I've been doing that now for about a year. So it's predominantly career coaching within healthcare. Amazing. I love how you're paving the way and doing something that not many before you have done before. So it's very exciting. It has its pros and cons. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So we're here to talk about being brave in business. It is the title of the podcast. So I'm wondering when you hear the phrase brave in business, what does that mean to you? I think for me, in my experience, it's been you know, to quote Brene Brown, it's been about stepping into the arena. It's been that fully immerse yourself, you know, get off the side, the side stand and get out of your seat and step forward and just push yourself 
And in doing that, I've been able to see my kind of full potential and kind of unleash this inner entrepreneur that's or nursepreneur that's kind of always been there, I guess, because I've always been trying to find what it is that I could do that is truly me. And and by you know stepping into the business world, which it's scary, it's very scary. I mean, being brave, I've been able to, I think, tackle some of those self-limiting beliefs and and work through my own. Uh, fears, anxieties, worries, do you know, what are people going to think? Like, this is new. How am I going to get people to take this on? So I think for me, it's about stepping, stepping into the arena. Yeah. Mm, I love it. And I believe you are not the first person to have quoted Brene Brown on this oh, podcast. Well, there's so a surprise. I think we're going to see a lot of Brene <laughs> popping up. Maybe one day she'll be a podcast guest. <laughs> so I, um, I love what you said about about it being something that is truly you. A lot of the work that I do both in the business coaching and in the career coaching space is really around that space of fulfillment. Uh, I know a lot of coaches really focus more on revenue generation or they focus on, you know, helping people in the career space to be able to get pay rises and things like that. But that's never been the thing that's kind of floated my boat. I'm really all about, you know, helping people to feel more fulfilled by the work that they do. Do you think that, being brave and doing what you've done so far has helped you to feel more fulfilled in that way? I think the process in getting to this point now where I'm this month, a year post setting up my small business, I think along that journey, I've been able to identify like what truly motivates me and I Mm. feel much more in alignment. Like now to kind of step back for a minute, I got into nursing really early in my career. You mm. know the story, babe. But I started. I was gra- I graduated when I was nineteen, and I've done it for ten years, and I've loved it. I have loved it. There's ups and downs, of course, with every job, but I always felt like there was something that within me that wasn't aligned or wasn't fulfilled. And I now can see that it's more about you know helping people generally. They don't mm. necessarily have to be sick because I went to the extremes of working in intensive care where they're really sick. And I still was feeling kind of empty and I'm thinking, well, what is this about? Mm. So for me, I think the process of stopping, taking a deep breath, trying to work through what motivates me has helped me realign. Um, And it's an ongoing process. Like I'm not fully aligned, you know, a complete human, but it's definitely been a big part of the journey for me in being brave in business. Mm. And so you've already mentioned the self-limiting beliefs, and I think that's really interesting and one of the things that holds a lot of people back from being brave, whether they're in a business uh, or they're in a more traditional career. I guess I'd love to just hear from you around that process and I guess what sort of bravery is actually involved in facing some of those limiting beliefs. Ooh, (laughs) Lots of quiet chats with myself. <laughs> Lots of quiet chats in the corner or, you know, having really full-on conversations with everybody in my life, <laughs> trying to unpack where I'm going, what I'm doing, what's my purpose. But for me, you know, the recurring self-limiting beliefs are around, you know, who am I? Who am I to do this? Like, why would someone listen to me despite having, you know, walked the walk, talked the talk and done it? and and find a way to do it those beliefs just come up god they're they're chronic Mm. uh, and they're just so cemented into our kind of day-to-day thought processes and and, and unpacking that I think I think actually 
taking that step to unpack those thought processes and those beliefs is probably the bravest thing that people can do, I mm. think. Because I think without doing that, you can't step forward. You can't move forward because you're still sitting in that space of fear. So mm. I think taking that small step to go, okay, well, what's driving this self-limiting belief? Where does it come from? Well, is that really important? Yes, no, we're not really sure. But, you know, actually being able to say, well, I do have a self-limiting belief and it is holding me back. What can I do to move me forwards? Mm. And by taking those steps, it's funny because you think, oh, my goodness, everybody's like, you know, everybody's going to laugh when I release this Facebook page or when I do this. And the reality is, like, everybody's just sitting there clapping for you. And mm. they're, they're happy. And you might not realize it, but, you know, six months down the line, you get a message saying, oh, my goodness, I've been following your content for six months and you've inspired me. You haven't worked with them, but, you know, you've kind of secondary inspired them to go and do something that they, they love. And I think having that impact gives you the reassurance that you're on the right path. Mm. And I really love that because... I mean, firstly, those limiting beliefs that you've identified are limiting beliefs that I think all business owners experience at some time or another. You know, so many of my clients are always saying things to me like, who am I to do this? Or why would people listen to me? Or the market's already saturated and things like that. But also just thinking about the fact that even though people may not be engaging with you on social media, they are listening. And this is something that I hear so many times from my clients is that, you know, people do come out of the woodwork and say exactly as you've mentioned, you know, I've been following you for a while and I find you really inspiring. And this really uh, actually happened to me uh, a few years ago when I was sort of in the earlier stage of my business where I was presenting at an event and there was a beautiful young lady sitting in the audience who was very, very engaged and she came up to me afterwards and said, oh, I'm only at this event because I saw that you shared it on Instagram. I've been following you for ages. And I had no idea who she was, but it was that real turning moment for me where I realised, oh, okay, like people are actually listening to, mm. you know, what I'm saying. And it is actually worth continuing to, you know, do that hard slog of putting the message out. Mm, definitely. And I think sometimes we, well, I say the royal we, I look for the vanity metrics. Like yeah. I look for the likes. I look, you know, not, not that I'm really trying to actively seek the validation, but you put so much effort into the work that you do. Mm. Like you want your post to land. You want it to reach the people that you, you're targeting. Mm. So I think that if you, that's been a big lesson for me is that it's great if you get, you know, 9,000 views on your reel on Instagram, but if you don't, that's also fine. Yeah. Um, and it's more about the process. And for me, a big part of that has been one of my core values is creativity. So as you mm. can imagine, as a nurse, there's not a lot of scope for creativity. Usually mm. that was me being, you know, bigger than life at work and trying to make people laugh and having a, a bit of a joke with the patients and the families but that's kind of where the creativity stopped because you can't get creative when you're you know, doing basic life support mm. or whatever so for me I'm just learning to love that side of the process yeah. and enjoy that mm. and it's interesting that this theme of creativity keeps coming up so 
I've already interviewed Grace Costa, who I know that you know, and she mentioned that one of her highest values is mm. creativity too. And similar story to yourself, that feeling of, you know, perhaps being a little bit creatively stifled in a traditional career. Um, the same was said for me. You know, I often tell the story that one of the things that I was really missing in my traditional career um, was that creativity and really, you know, now embracing that now that I'm in the, in the world of business mm. and working for myself full time. But I also think it's interesting the way that creativity is often linked with bravery because, you know, we have to be brave in order to be able to be creative and to be willing to put ourselves out there and share an idea that may not have been shared before or mm. share it in our own different way. And so it'll be interesting to see as this podcast continues how that thread of creativity sort of weaves its way into the conversation about mm. bravery. Mm. Mm. So working with you, I know that you have done loads of really brave things since you started <laughs> your business, but I'm interested to hear from you about what you think the bravest thing is that you've done. I think taking the first step is, you know, that first acknowledgement of the fact that, hey, I want to do something, I want to push myself, I want to take action is a brave step to take. But I would probably say what has happened for me over the last year has been amazing in terms of opportunities. And it doesn't really hit you until you stop and do something like this where you <laughs> reflect on it and you take a minute. But recently, pre, pre-lockdown in Sydney, I was in, uh, I was, you know, asked to go on national radio with uh, an ABC Nightlife. And I was an hour-long segment with two other amazing nurses. And we just discussed, you know, healthcare nursing. And that for me was brave. Like I thought mm. to myself in the moment whilst I was sitting in, you know, the ABC studios with, <laughs> you know, this professional radio broadcaster and whole professional setup. I'm thinking like this, all this hard work has got me here and people are recognizing that I have a voice and I have something to say mm. and I want to use that platform to advocate for people. And you know, it was broadcast across Australia. We had live stream calls, people coming in from WA and all over the place. And that for me was a moment where I just thought, wow, I've been super brave here and mm. I was actually able to enjoy it. Like, Beck, you know me, I'm one of those people, you know, I'm, I'm trying to reduce the unrelenting standards and, and embrace, mm. in, embrace, you know, just being a bit more relaxed. And I was actually able to just sit there and have, have fun. And mm. if I said the wrong thing, you know, the, the whole vanity stuff, if I said the wrong thing, it didn't matter. Like, yeah. Who cares? It's my opinion. I was just being broadcast to, you know, maybe a couple hundred thousand people. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares, right? <laughs> It'll all be fine. But it's amazing. I think the power of networking, and you said this to me, you know, when we first started coaching, network is networking is just so important. Mm. It doesn't have to be fans. It doesn't have to be at a conference. It can be through LinkedIn. It can be on Instagram and a DM. The, the things that have happened for me in my small business as a result of that have been awesome. So one of the other brave things that you and I have talked about at length is the fact that, well, recently you moved from Canberra to Sydney uh, and when you went to Sydney, you got uh, an amazing job that ticked all of the boxes and on paper looked absolutely fabulous. But we had a little text exchange within the first <laughs> few days of you working there that left you feeling, you know, you were feeling quite unfulfilled in that role. Did you want to tell us a little bit about that? 
because I think what happened next was quite a brave move. Mm, how long do you have? Um, <laughs> so um, in short, I have, you know, I've said I've been a nurse for 10 years, but I've, I've kind of really pushed myself and done, I've done a bit of job hopping. And part of that for me, I think is because I've identified through aligning myself better is that I am multi-passionate and I get to a point and I want to move on. And I previously got thought that was a bad thing. But you know, through coaching and working through that, I realized that it's just who I am and I need to embrace it. So um, this situation, I wasn't quite expecting because it, you know, normally I'm in a role for a year and a half, two years. But this time it was three weeks. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> uh, the role was great. Like, like you said, Beck, it was, it was amazing on paper. I really, this time, took the steps to make sure that it did align with what I thought that I wanted to be doing. Uh-huh. I worked through that process. I was very kind of hypercritical in, in the initial recruitment phase. I was asking lots of questions, things that in previous, you know, things that I teach people to do that I don't do myself. Mm. And uh, I got to the job and started. And again, in terms of aesthetic and location and job, the job was amazing. The team were beautiful. But, the, you know, the five minutes into sitting down at the desk, I just thought to myself, wow, like I have... I've given up all the things that I really love in a role, which is that teamwork, the camaraderie, the leadership, being able to influence people there and then in the moment, not waiting six months to 12 months for an impact. And I felt really out of alignment. So I kind of sat it out and text back and text lots of people. And, you know, I thought, no, I need to work through this. I need to give it a chance. And uh, long story short, three weeks in, I just had a chat to my partner and I just thought, I'm just not being true to myself. And I have my small business, which has been growing over the last year. And I thought, what better time? What better time to just jack it in, yeah. you know, drop the amazing pay, the pay slip. Uh, and that was a little bit painful. But I guess I've realized that money doesn't make me happy like of course money makes us have lots of nice things and we can do things and we can build great businesses but I think I've been chasing the wrong thing for 10 years that kind of prestige of a higher position that desire to feel like I need to be at the top of the game when I can do what I want on my own terms in my business and serve people and help other people thrive and I think I've realized that that's what motivates me the money's a nice added extra Mm. don't get me wrong but I've had a real shift about what it is that I, I need from my career moving forward. So since then, I've looked at so many jobs back. I don't think I've told you this, but I've been <laughs> constantly looking again. And I just keep coming back to, does this align with what I want to be doing? Does this speak to me? Does it allow me to grow and develop? And being just really critical with myself if the answer's no, then I'm, I'm not moving forward. And it's allowed me to build my business. And, you know, last month was a very successful month for me in terms of metrics and numbers and dollar amount um, in clients. So uh, it pays off, I guess. Mm, and I think that's the really cool thing is that, you know, taking that big risk has actually really paid off for you. And it's been really exciting as an outsider kind of watching what's been happening and you know getting your texts about all of the amazing opportunities that are coming Mm. up for you and things like that and I just think that you know none of that would have likely come to fruition if you had have been stuck behind that desk 
you're so right. Like even even this week, I got a, a, a you know typical marketing. Just as, as a small business owner, we know all the tips and tricks. Mm-hmm. But I got a marketing email, and I thought I sat on it, and I went, "Oh, I'm going to respond," you know, because I'm a sucker for that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so I responded, and I responded across to somebody in the US. It's a nurse business coach, and through that, we then set up a Zoom call. We had a thirty minute meeting. And there are just so many potential awesome collaboration opportunities there, even just for them to come on my podcast as a starting point, just to have that connection. Had I been sitting at that desk, I probably wouldn't have responded to that email because I would have been so caught up in my misery pit of like, I've got to do this for the money. It's amazing money. I just need to stick at it Mm. instead of going to know what like life is too short. Yeah. Which is another very common thing that keeps getting brought up on this podcast. So I love it. It's really, really cool already to just see those those common themes coming through. I just wanted to take a quick break to tell you about my amazing business community, Bex Business Besties. It's a business membership with mastermind vibes and it is jam-packed with value. They don't say value is my middle name for no reason. Join us for live masterclasses, group coaching sessions, online co-working, content creation sessions, and so much more. It's without a doubt my favorite place to hang out on the internet, and I know it could be yours too. Join us at popyourbusiness.com forward slash BBB. So why do you think it's important that we step out of our comfort zone as business owners? Uh, for me, in my experience, uh, getting stuck in, in, in a point throughout the business or you know, just staying in that safety net of I'm just going to post a, a Facebook image and a blurb, hoping that it's going to change the world. Like I realized very quickly that, no, I need to branch out. I need to record a video. I need to hop onto Instagram and try and make that work because where am I, you know, where's my target audience, for example? Mm. So it's been a steep learning curve, but I think for me, those are the kind of key reasons why I need to step out of those, the comfort zone. And, you know, the growth comes in that space. It feels so uncomfortable, but I've tried to do a lot of reframing around when I feel fear, that that is growth. Mm. Like, you know, without fear almost, there's no growth. Like, of course, I don't want to be terrified, yeah. but I need to have that like, oh God, is this the right thing to do? Kind of gut feeling to actually take a step. And it pays off. Like I've started recently after having chats with you and following a couple of people that you work with, Breach, and are looking at reels and things like that. It's, uh, I've done a couple of reels and they're so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that that's another way for me to express my message to my audience and the response has been great and it speaks to the demographic because I'm you know working with people that are from kind of 20 up to kind of 40 45 so they're all on there you know and it's great getting that response and that kind of almost real-time feedback so for me yeah it's it's critical I think Mm. and and a big part of that has been you know without sounding cliche and is been working with you Beck has been able to rationalize things as I go through it Mm. get out of my head work through those self-limiting beliefs and just believe in myself Mm. and realize that if I do put out a post and it's you know it's not great or it doesn't hit the spotlight you know the world's not going to come crashing down like no no one's probably noticed to be quite frank so (laughs) 
right? I think everyone's so busy caught up in their own stuff that they don't notice what's going on. I love the fact that you brought out reels because, uh, you know, Instagram reels are going absolutely wild at the moment. It's something that I had resisted because of the fact that it just, it felt outside of my comfort zone. And whenever something's out of my comfort zone, I immediately get this inner voice that says to me, it's too hard. Mm. Um, and so Brie, who you've mentioned is Brie Boucher. So I've actually hired her to help me create reels. And mm. it's been such a great experience because she has shown me that creating reels is actually not out of my comfort zone after all. It's just sitting in front of a camera and talking and I can talk. (laughs) So so, uh, we've actually been having a lot of fun with it. And so I think, you know, it's that kind of opportunity to experiment with things and Mm. sometimes realize that the thing that you thought was going to be really scary and difficult is actually not that scary and difficult after all. Mm -hmm. I think it's that vulnerability, isn't it? It's, it's embracing the vulnerability and, and just going with your gut. Like I'll put a reel up and I thought it was hilarious. Like I think I sent it to you and I thought it was just hilarious and it did not hit the spot, but I had such a great time yeah. doing it. I just thought, you know what, whatever, it's there for the rest of eternity and somebody might like it. Well, I will tell you, I did think it was hilarious and I actually forwarded it on to Brie and said, you've got to check this out. It's hilarious. So, you know, this, but, you know, this comes back to that creativity, doesn't it? Is it's just Mm. doing that experimentation and kind of having that sense of play in what we do, Mm. um, which, you know, can take some bravery to do it but you know the rewards are amazing and Mm. even if it does just give you a little bit of a giggle in my book that's a win yeah and it also just feels I guess I think reels is going to take the pressure off things needing to be perfect yeah almost so you can just be authentic like you could just sit here whilst you're doing something for your business you know with with hoodies on and your blanket around your legs and you can just do it and and no one really cares I mean, I think people prefer to see that side and that's a lot more fun to make. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And I'm always saying to Bray, one shot, we're getting it in one shot. And if I make a mistake, I kind of go, (laughs) one shot. (laughs) So no, we're not going to refilm it and make it perfect because there's no need. And people are not, um, I think that's been an interesting shift on social media, I think, as a whole, is that shift from that really perfect, you know, curated feed and, Mm. you know, everything's kind of photoshopped to now being this space where a lot of people are feeling so much more comfortable and confident to be who they really are on social media. And I think personally that TikTok is to thank for that because, you know, TikTok has really shown us to embrace those flaws and, you know, a lot about body positivity and, and just the fact that being normal, like normal in adrenaline commas is actually cool. Absolutely. Celebrate you. Yeah, totally. I love it. So you mentioned fear and how often, you know, there is this fear and that it's tied to the limiting beliefs and things like that. What I see is often that my clients experience a lot of fear because they're worried about failure. Um, Mm. They're worried about things not going to plan or that in some way it's not going to work out the way that they'd hoped. And like you said, you know, it could be to do with putting up a post and, you know, not having people engage with it or putting something up and having people laugh at you or, you know, to 
to a lot of other failures that could be, you know, extreme financial failures, things like that. Mm. Have you experienced any failures in your business or is there anything that you've done so far that hasn't maybe panned out how you wanted it to? And if so, like, how did you get over it? Mm. I think that's an interesting question because I think most people that you interview would have a lot of things here that they could probably put up because we love to be self-critical. Mm-hmm. But I guess the, the failures that I've had, you know, for me, kind of, kind of comes down to valuing my worth. Like mm-hmm. it's less of like I completely failed at something. It's more that like I feel like I've been building the business and a component of that is maybe lower pricing, but yeah. the value add and the return on investment. I mean, this is a, an ongoing fear for me currently. I was working on my website yesterday, the website that I deleted. So that's a failure. <laughs> I deleted my website. Do not do that. Um, but my new website looks so much better, Beck. And, it was a divine um, accident. I'm happy I, that it happened. I think so. But the new version looks so much cleaner, more modern, and it kind of speaks more to me and it's easier to build, which is great. But underpricing, that value adds that, like, you know, when you come and work with me, your return on investment, if you're a graduate nurse, can be $70,000. Yeah. Like, it's huge. So I'm sitting here worrying, you know, other grads, like, can they pay it? And I'm like, well, I've got 10 years worth of skills, knowledge, and experience that I'm going to impart with you. I wish that I had that when I started my career. So that's an ongoing kind of fear, failure thing for me is like, when can I get to a point where I'm, I'm, you know, really content? Because I think that then fuels resentment. Yeah. I'm still working for more than what I would be paid as an hourly rate, but the amount of work and, and the, the, the value that I'm adding to people, it, it's just, yeah, I'm underselling myself, which I'm mm. teaching people not to do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an interesting dynamic that I'm having to work through. And I guess the other thing that I kind of thought about was the niche clarity for me. So like, you know, riches are in the niches, um, as as you always say, like, you know, and whether or not I have the right niche, because nursing doesn't embrace coaching. Mm. So I'm kind of pushing against the grain here. And nurse is like, why do I need to be coached? Mm. I'm like, "You, you have one of the hardest jobs in the world. Like, that's why you need to be coached. And we have a system whereby people aren't actively investing in each other. Mm. So for you to build a sustainable nursing career, you need to be able to invest in yourself. And and maybe you take a portion of your salary each year and you do that external to the hospital. That's what Mm. I've had to do. And as a result, I've grown and developed. So it's just that interesting, you know, question that comes up all the time, like, oh my goodness, have I put a year's work into a niche that isn't, Mm. serving me but at the same time I have a steady influx of of, you know nurses coming through and I'm helping like I've worked with over 100 people in a year that's part-time like very part-time business Mm. I was working full-time much you know eight nine months of that so I'm proud of that but it'll, it'll be interesting for me to see that fear of failure comes in moving forward like are people going to take it up or how do I change my messaging so that I can make them understand that it is worthwhile in doing like the changes are immense and I guess I mean post-COVID we've got a, a nursing midwifery workforce that you know 45 50 percent of nurses and midwives want to leave the profession mm. so it's a it's a bit of a hard pitch because nurses are in that state where they're burnt out they're overworked 
in Australia, they're paid reasonably well, but I would always advocate for more money. Coming from yeah. the UK, we were paid nothing. But I think it'll be interesting to see how my business kind of evolves over the next 12 months, because I think there might be more of a career pivot type option there for nurses, because I think that that's what people are looking for. Yeah, totally. So what advice would you give to other business owners who aren't going after their dreams because of the fact that they've got some kind of fear or limiting beliefs coming up? I would just say start networking. Start messaging people. Find those people that are doing what you want to be doing. Send them a message on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever. Stalk them, hunt them down. Mm. <laughs> and, um, and get to know them. Take, take those small steps, small actions, I think for me, working with you, Beck, has been invaluable, working with a coach and working through that and putting it down on paper. Just brainstorm it for an hour. Like, what would it look like? Believe in yourself. Trust yourself. Yes, it's not, you know, I get very caught up in the shiny object syndrome and like these people that have gone rags to riches within three minutes. And I get so caught up in that. And I always, that comparison is there it's not real. It's, it's mm. not a real thing. It's just not achievable. It's not unless, yeah, it's just not, there's no unless it's just not a, a thing. So, you know, take, take that out of the picture thinking that your success is based on the fact that you've just made $3 million in three minutes. Like it's mm. just not going to happen. And I don't think that's a self-limiting belief. I think that's reality. I think <laughs> what do I they hope. say? There's um, I'm a 10 year overnight success. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Mm. I think just be cautious about who you're following and because people, like they always say, people only put the positives up on their social media. Mm. So, you know, no one's sitting there saying until they make it. When they make it, they tell you, oh my God, I've been at this for 25 years. Mm. Yeah, network, get to know yourself, coach and believe in yourself. Mm. That belief is so important. Mm. It really is. So what have you got coming up in your business that you would like to tell the audience about? Oh, well, a fancy new website. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be coming out soon, um, hopefully this week or next week. But yeah, so website. And I've just done some media as well for like Nursing Midwifery Federation. So that's cool. So they've done some articles that they're publishing based on nurse career coaching, which is awesome. Again, networking, like they approached me, they found me and said, hey, we want to chat to you. And I guess for me, it's about exploring what my business looks like in the next 12 months. And now that I've done that kind of, it's kind of like the storming phase of business, mm. like the first year of like, oh, do I like WordPress? Do I not like WordPress? Like, how does it work? And I'm, I'm glad that I went through that process. So now it's about, right, well, how can I focus on my clients and make that, that smooth for them? Because mm. I find that a little clunky. And I think to myself, well, if I'm going to charge people more, it needs to be a bit more streamlined. And potentially looking at service-based nursing business opportunities. I think there's huge scope there. And yeah, it might be another arm. Who knows? But the, I guess that's the beauty of small business and, and being an entrepreneur is that you can create whatever you want. Mm, exactly I love that I was actually um, I did a consult this morning with a potential client who as I was reading her intake form that she filled out for the consult all I could think was wow this young lady sounds like me 
And when I got on the phone with her and she was kind of saying the same thing about, you know, having the different arms of the business and having different businesses and having 10,000 different things going on and it all just being okay. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I said to her, I think you and I might be the same person. (laughs) She was like, I actually thought that when I was reading your website. Mm. I'm like, isn't it great that as entrepreneurs, we do have that flexibility and just with that ownership to say, you know what, if I'm not enjoying what it is that I'm doing, then it's okay to change. Mm. And I think that's such a steep mindset shift that you need to work through because I think we're all conditioned to, in my experience, condition like you got to find the one thing like you haven't found it yet what's wrong with you so working through that has been challenging and uh, I mentioned this last week to you but I've recently come across the term multi-passionate just kind of popped up and I went I understand like I actually have a deeper understanding of myself I am multi-passionate and I embrace that and I think we need to talk a little bit more about that Uh, maybe it's more prominent and acknowledged in the in the business world Mm. but in healthcare with my clientele it's like you're a nurse and you work in ICU and that's it Mm. so I don't know well why can't I also be interested in rehabilitation Mm. and do the two because you know one might fill my cup and one might pay my bills like I need to work that out so I think that's that's a really awesome part of being an entrepreneur is that multi-passion explore it all Mm. and and that it's fully accepted yeah yeah Mm. Mm. Awesome. So if people have loved this chat, which I'm sure they will have, where can they find you and find out more about what you're doing? Well, I hope you're going to pop some subtitles on just for the dodgy (laughs) Scottish accent. Um, (laughs) I am, well, I'm on everything, which is another lesson, but I'm (laughs) I'm on Insta at High Performance Nursing. Facebook is Nurse Liam and I have a podcast, which is High Performance Nursing. Fantastic. um, We talk all things career in nursing. Great. We'll put all those links into the show notes so that people can find you. Thank you so much for being here today. It's been so wonderful to chat with you and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. It's been awesome. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Brave in Business podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating, five stars preferably, and a review. You can also join me over on socials at Popular Biz. If you want to hang out with me and my fabulous community of small business owners, you should definitely think about joining Beck's Business Besties. It's an online membership with mastermind vibes and is honestly my favorite place to hang out on the internet. You can find out more at popularbusiness.com forward slash BBB. I'll see you in the next episode.